This is a Thunderdog podcast. It's how I like to do business. Everybody joking around. So, Monkey does the sex thing right here. Can we afford to lose emo forwards? There's no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. He said what? Who has two thumbs and hates Todd Packer? This guy. Hello. Howdy. Welcome. To Michael Scott gives me social anxiety, MSG, MSA, our office podcast, where we'd like to talk about uh, many different things about the office, such as? Uh, the things that make us want to die. Well, well, let's just say social anxiety. <laughs> You've said it that way before. You can't get mad at yeah, me for that. <laughs> I'm self-editing now. Well, the, world, the world's different. <laughs> yeah, now that we've learned all about sexual harassment. <laughs> Woo! That's the title of this episode, uh, season two, sure is. episode two, sexual harassment. Evan, what was this episode about? I need, I just need to know in like 280 characters or less, like now. Hit me with it. Uh, well, I tell you what, um, Michael takes a corporate crackdown on sexual harassment personally and makes it a whole lot harder than it needs to be. That's what she said. <laughs> You uh, now, Brad. Could you give me a real description of what this episode is about? Um, the self-proclaimed king of forwards, Michael Scott, along with his best friend Packer, demonstrates sexual harassment to the office, attracting the attention of Toby and corporate. Pam's mom is also coming into the office, and that gets Jim excited. Pretty good. I love Pam's mom. I love Pam's mom. Okay, can we start with that? Because I do too. She's probably like the best character in this entire series. Okay, if, if we're going to jump to Pam's mom, I had a very interesting observation. Okay. Roy is not an asshole in front of Pam's mom. No, not at all. It's a very nice boyfriend. He is a sweet boy. He is dressed up. He's cracking jokes that aren't at Pam's expense. Mm-hmm. Who is this man? He is a man putting on a mask is what he's doing. Is who this man is. I think that goes to show just how, like, awful and, like, almost abusive the relationship is that Roy has to change himself for other people. No, totally. Um, Roy, like, he's, if that was the Roy all the time, he'd be a good, he'd be a good guy. Like, but that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, you'd hate him because he isn't Jim. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's... He's not an ass. Yeah, and that might be, like, one of the very little moments where he is not completely terrible. Um, Though, for that moment, what... Okay, we're just getting right into it. That moment, when Pam's mom finally comes, was probably the most anxiety-driven moment in the episode for me. Mm -hmm. Because when, like, early in the episode, Jim is so excited to see Pam's mom, and he's getting up... And he's walking over to do talk to them. Pam's mom and Pam. Pam's showing her something. Yeah, something about, like, saving space. Yeah, moving the computer from where the pictures used to be. And Pam's mom seemed to, seemed to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then... Um, the second Jim 
like walks up, grabs a candy, or no, he just walks up ready to talk, ready to be charming, Jim. Mm-hmm. And then Roy walks in, and he's like, okay, takes a candy, swerves back super quick, and that like broke my heart. Yeah, it was sad. But Pam's mama understands the situation totally and completely, mm-hmm. and I love how that how she she's like, where's Jim? Which one's Jim? Yeah, which one's Jim? And Pam is all embarrassed, and I love that. Because that was like a terrible moment for me, social anxiety, right? Social anxiety wise. And then, bada bing, she fixed it, and now I'm all happy again. Something else I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, Packer shows up, right? Yep. And he's being Packer, and sure he's is. awful, always. Literally the worst. I can't handle him at all. I think he's worse than Michael Scott. Did you see him slithering in from the background? Like, where did this man come from? It's as if he was in the office the hell. entire time. He came time. from hell. Yeah, he must have, like... Uh, but yeah, so he, he sneaks up, and he's he's being the worst. He's making crude remarks, as is the Packer brand. And Michael says, better get the bleep button ready for him. So Michael, like, actually addressed the documentary crew outside of an interview. Oh, I think that's the first time this has happened where someone has like actually spoken to them. Yeah. Instead of just like making eye contact with the camera, like directly, like that's direct. That's like an. That's like a director's note, or like, it's like a warning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a director's note. Huh. I think Michael's talked to them, being like, "Come here, I want to show you something, camera people." Oh, but no, true. But nothing like him saying that. Uh, I didn't notice it in that way, but what I noticed it as is, like, is Michael trying to warn people being like, I'm not comfortable with this, but I'm sort of comfortable with this kind of thing. Yeah, I'm going to put up with it because I want to be cool, but it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, or because he is Michael's only friend, it seems like, at least. Even though though he treats Michael very poorly. Yeah, but even though... He does do that. It seems that Packer's just like a bad person in general, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It seems like it seems like they're genuinely friends, though, which is kind of weird, and I dislike it greatly because Michael, like, I think Michael thinks that stuff is funny too, right? And clearly he does because he's full of that stuff all the time. But I don't mm. think he takes it to the level, to the crudeness that, or the directness that um, Packer obviously does. Yeah, definitely. Packer's like Michael turned to like level 25 or like evil it's like just evil yeah the worst parts like a demon you're right he comes yeah from michael michael's chaotic good he is crazy yeah. and off the wall but it's because he has a good heart mm-hmm. packer is chaotic evil <laughs> he just wants to watch the world burn packer's just like raised wrong like I, and as a result he's this terrible human being that just like maybe thinks he's being funny but can't function in society. Oh, he thinks he's hilarious. Yeah. And, like, so does Michael, but Michael doesn't go that far, ever. And I think that Michael's, like, uncomfortable with Packer, too. Yeah, I don't think Michael thinks he's funny. Yeah? I don't think Michael thinks Packer's funny. I think he's uncomfortable with what's going on. Interesting. Hmm. I could see that. So, okay, hold up. Let's flesh this out a little bit. So... Based on what? I think just the way that, like, even though he makes those, like, jokes in the office, he still knows that what Packer's doing is inappropriate. 
Yeah, and it seems like that too, based on his reactions to Packer's stuff, where he's trying to keep a friend, but like he's like, ooh, like get the bleep button out. His words mm. and not mine. When Packer says his nice little line about women. Um, yeah, Michael wants Packer to see him as a friend. Yeah, but he doesn't want the world to think that him and Packer are friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like he's afraid to burn that bridge with Packer, but he doesn't want to be associated with him. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because, like, I think Packer is, like, if you were like, Michael, name your best friend. I think it would be Packer. Yeah. Which, like, I th- they've clearly, like, grown differently where Michael has taken a more responsibility-based role where he's a manager and all that, and then Packer... I don't even know what Packer does, but he has a DUI, so, like... He's obviously a bad person. Um, Packer's job, in la- like mm-hmm. we'll find out later that Packer's he's the traveling salesman, so he goes around to other c- cities. Ah, interesting. And sells paper to them like face to face, and that's why he pops in and out all the time. But they obviously they, they don't talk about that in this episode. He, Packer's just no. like there all of a sudden, as if he's like hiding in the back for like this entire first season in two episodes. Like, I just don't know where he came from. Well, the thing is, like, he shows up at the office mm-hmm. in his car. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. And then he's like, yo, someone drive me around. But how did that car get there if he didn't drive it there? Yeah. Interesting. You're totally right. But I think it's also interesting how they were raised together, Michael and Packer, how they came up through mm. the sales force together and both ended up on different ways. Yeah, well, I think that's maybe, like, where, like... That's why Michael sees the office in this way, is he was friends with Packer when they started. So he's like, mm. wow, everyone's going to be like that in the office. Like, everyone's going to have a best friend in the office that they're going to be able to make jokes with and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. like, a lot of people are just like, no, I show up, I make phone calls, I go home to my family who I yeah. actually care about. Yeah, exactly. Not this pretend office family. <laughs> I feel like we've been kind of dancing around the topic of sexual harassment, even though that's the name of the episode. You know what? I I feel like the um, Dundies had more outwardly sexual harassment stuff in it. Yeah. More like actual harassment. Whereas yeah. this episode, it's more like talking about it. And yeah. And like Michael acting super weird about it. That's the thing. Is Michael like his rejection of it like but it's because what's kind of interesting is that it's not because of anything in the office no it's though it should be because packer's the worst um it's because of not the story that packer told but how but that that story happened that one of their bosses got fired because of sexual harassment yeah he was high he he had a a relationship with his secretary uh yes potentially i'm not sure if we can believe packer's story yeah that's the that's the thing it's like yeah how how much of that is real how much of it is just like him being a pervy old dude yeah yeah how exactly it's actually like a consensual relationship yeah which considering the end of the story the answer is probably zilch toby just needs a, like a five minute meeting to talk to uh like everyone to remind them about the office's sexual harassment conduct and I mean, like, uh, like regulations and rules and stuff. 
the other policy. Yeah, and Michael is rejecting that idea hardcore. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, he cannot stand it. <laughs> yeah, he like takes it as a personal attack against like him. Yeah, because even though he hears this story about the CFO and that issue, like he still thinks that it's all about him and his email forwarding. And, like, on comedy in the workplace, mm-hmm. which is very important to him. And that's just the way he likes to do business. Everyone joking around together. Yeah. Well, that was one of the quotes I read earlier was, uh, there's no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. Yeah. So I think that's, like, an interesting sort of note about Michael, where it's like, he thinks jokes have to be have some sort of edge to them like you can't just have a nice harmless joke yeah hmm. like so there has to be a victim for a joke yeah. basically is what he's saying like there has to be a butt of the joke yeah it's so much better when there's not a butt to the joke well it, the j- butt of the joke definitely can't be michael as we learn when he goes to talk to the warehouse guys you're totally right because he goes down to the warehouse and he gets roasted and it's not even it's not even like a good roast. It's just like, yo, your pants are tight. That must mean you have a small package. Yeah. It's okay to have a small package. Some people gotta have small packages. Like that's not even a good joke. No, no, no. And like also coming from Roy. Also contrasting yeah, Roy real quick. Roy's a dick outside and then he becomes a nice person in front of uh Pam's yeah. mom. Real quick side note. Yeah. Also, you're totally right, and Michael cannot handle that. But he no. also needs someone else to be the butt of the joke, or someone to be the butt of the joke. Yeah, I think it's because he's he's probably so used to being the butt of the joke, mm-hmm. especially around Packer, right? Yeah, yeah, Michael Snot. Michael Snot, where is he? He's probably sniffing a man's thong yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and he laughs at his own joke. Yeah, of course, because no one else is going to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Pam certainly not. No, definitely not. So, yeah, I think it's, like, Michael's so sensitive about jokes in two different ways in this episode. Where he's like, don't take my jokes away, but also don't make jokes about me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I don't know. It's just like, only I can make jokes. And I feel like that's a very privileged sort of vantage point to have, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's just his childish, like, he doesn't yeah. know. Like, he's just... He can dish it out, but he can't take it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, part of his social anxietiness. Like, I I don't even know what to say to that. It's, like, it mm-hmm. just makes me want to die, as I've been known to say. <laughs> yeah, because he can just turn on a dime so fast when the situation, like, gets out of his control. Yeah. Where if he's the proprietor of the joke, as it were, I don't know. Yeah. If he's the one making the joke, then he's over the moon. So happy. As soon as the jo- someone else takes the joke and, like, turns it back on him, he loses his mind and has to get out of that co- conversation. He literally runs away from the warehouse guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Turns it Literally around. runs. Like, tail between his legs, runs away. Yeah. And he's going down there to search for a joke, a better joke for Toby? For who again? Uh, I think he was just looking for a joke to to like say at the sexual harassment uh, seminar meeting thing yeah he's like how am i gonna how am i gonna counteract 
that with a joke. How am I going to ruin Toby's five-minute meeting? Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And, like, so Michael, le- I guess Michael leaves to go talk to the warehouse guys while Toby's doing his meeting. And it's going, yep. it's going so well without Michael there. Yeah. And the minute he gets back, it's terribly disruptive and terrible. And he brings in a certain kind of doll. And it's... Dwight loves it, but no one else does. <laughs> no one else does. Uh, well, Jim does in his one confession. Uh, oh, can. yeah. His, yeah, because it's his girlfriend. It's his girlfriend. She's European. Yep. He warned her that there was going to be cameras, and she still didn't put a top on. And she still just wants a kiss. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. I warned you. Stop. <laughs> Stop. So good. Love Jim. I love Jim, Jim's too. Jim's a sweetie. He's so perfect. <laughs> The meeting before Michael shows up, they have they're having like pretty good conversation, mm-hmm. and it comes up through Pam. Um, the day we talk about sexual harassment is the day everyone harasses me as a joke. Yeah, which is really sad. Yeah, because it's like oh, as soon as someone points out like yo, this is a bad thing to do to a person, they're like yo, Let's let me do, do it, it to Pam. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it to the. Let's do it to the young girl. <laughs> so Pam brings up in the meeting, like, my mom's coming. Please don't be gross pig boys. Yeah, the worst people In ever. front of my mommy. <laughs> Me, mom. Uh, and Toby says, let's act every day like Pam's mom is coming in. <laughs> and I thought that was nice. Yeah. I think that's a good, those, that's a good uh, motto to live by. Yeah, live your life as if Pam's mom's coming over. Yeah. I feel like Toby's just like, I'm not sure if Toby did that for Pam or did that just to be like, yeah, let's just not sexually harass people in this office. Uh, a little bit of both, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Probably, right? It could be either. Yeah. Huh. But, like, yeah, he also, like, doesn't press it any further than that. Yeah. It's very much just like a very laissez-faire kind of like, yeah, let's try this. Like, go for it. Yeah. I feel like Toby's Toby doesn't want to do this presentation either. I feel like he just needs to do it because of the situation that happened externally from their individual office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how do you feel about Toby asking anyone if they have any questions? Like, come find me in the back where you know where to find me. And uh-huh. Dwight goes and finds him. Oh, no. I... Oh no! Are you um, gonna say the? Are you gonna say it? I'm not going to. Do you want me to say it? Yes. Uh, let me let me pull it up. I think I wrote it down. Okay. Um. You said we could come to you if we had any questions. <laughs> oh Where is God. the clitoris? <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I guess this technically refutes our previous theory that the season one finale is when the Dwight Angela relationship starts. It doesn't now. Because it implies that he's never seen a lady in the nude in person before. Okay. And anything else? Uh, no. Well, I disagree with you. Maybe... He's asking because he needs to know for the relationship that's developing because... Okay, yeah, that's true. I can see that argument. Yeah, because Toby's like, hey, um, well, they cut away, thank God, and then cut back, and Toby's like, so yeah, like, if 
if you're in a relationship and you're in a good place and you feel comfortable asking for that, you can ask for that and see what happens. So maybe Dwight is prepping himself to do things. And knowing Angela, she's a a stickler for the rules um, Mm -hmm. sometimes, depending on the situation. Um, Pretty often. Yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe Dwight's preparing. Yeah, I I could see that. I think that makes sense. Michael shows up to the old old meeting. Mm Mm-hmm. And he is being the worst. Yep. As always. Uh, oh, man. I can't. Yeah. So Toby says, let's act every day like Pam's mom is coming in. And then Michael immediately just walks in with a blow up doll. Yeah. <laughs> and starts harassing everyone, including calling Stanley's picture of his daughter. Oh, uh, yeah. That sexy. Moment. He says it's the. It's the best part of his morning is seeing that picture because it's just so attractive. The centerfold. And, oh, uh, ooh, that's his high school daughter. Who goes to Catholic girls' school. Yup. Oh, my God. I totally forgot that this was in this episode. I was surprised to see it again. So bad. The worst. Ugh. Like, that. It, that's a moment people remember, too. Like, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, it's just... It's a very bad moment. Like, that is... Like, that's too far for me. (laughs) Like, the gym gym thing did hurt me in a specific way, but, like, that... Mm -hmm. That's certainly the most terrible thing Michael's done. Like, in... At least in this episode. Oh, it's truly awful. If not more. Yeah. Um, so, after that, he manages to keep going. Mm -hmm. And starts talking about in-office relationships... Um, talking about good old, you know, can I, I, I've never dated an employee and Toby tries to bring it back to something rational. And he's like, well, if you do just tell HR, it's not a problem. Just make sure HR knows. Yeah. It's not, it's not good or like try not to, but. (laughs) And then Phyllis is just like, do I have to report it if I have a one night stand? (laughs) And Jim just looks at camera (laughs) perfectly like Jim does. So nicely framed. Um, who do you think? That's a question I had. Is who do you think the one night stand is with? Uh, uh, ew. Oh, uh, is it? Uh, I feel. Uh, I feel like Creed's the only option. <gasps> I was thinking the same thing. He's the only option. Yeah. Right. It's not Michael. It's not Stanley. It's definitely not Jim. Yeah, for certain. It could be one of the uh, the the warehouse guys, I guess. Oh. Oh, maybe. It's not Daryl though. It's not, not Kevin. Roy. Oh, if it was Kevin. It's not Kevin. He's got a fiance at this point. Oh, that's true. It's not Oscar. No, we know. Was it's not it Angela? Ooh, maybe that'd be kind of cool. Ooh. 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 Speaking of that. Uh, that's when we get to is Pam a lesbian or what if Pam's a lesbian mm-hmm. we're gonna act this out Pam come up here and kiss somebody but <laughs> Michael decides none of the girls are attractive enough for Pam to kiss so he's like just kiss the blow up doll <laughs> yeah. and Pam, that's when it cuts to the to the uh, them to watching the, video. the TV oh yeah. yeah where yeah when just when a hard cut yeah yeah that was a good cut that was purposeful I like that one very and then Michael's taking it all as a joke, and he's, like, hanging out with the boys, and he has to do the stupid video, because he goes outside and invites the rest of the office to come watch it. 
And Kevin actually joins because... Oh, does he? Mike, yeah, because Michael says we have microwave pizza. Yeah. So Kevin actually ends up in there. <laughs> I totally missed that, but that makes total sense. Because he's like, Jim, you, you want to join? And he's like, no. Literally, I would rather do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. But then, so he goes back in and mm-hmm. Daryl has a little episode with one of the actresses in the video. Yep. And, like, that's all whatever. It's stupid. The point is, Michael gets overexcited. <laughs> and he has to announce it to the whole office. Yeah. The minute that Jan and the lawyer walk in. Yeah. He he comes out of the conference room like, Daryl had relations with the girl in the video. He's 90% sure. Yeah. After seeing uh, Jan. <laughs> yeah. And then he looks at Jan and he's like, oh. Whoops. Yeah, oopsies. And like that was, I don't know, that was a moment of silence for Michael that wasn't yeah. super awkward. That was just like, oh, Michael's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. And then there's just like kind of the final scene where, you know, they're all hanging out and Packer's back, which is. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Just like and it's pretty much this beginning of the episode all over again, but yeah. worse. And Packers say making some bad story, and he's like, "Oh, well, she kind of looked like you," and gestures towards Phyllis. Yeah, and like that's I think that's another point of evidence that Michael doesn't think that Packers funny because mm-hmm. he he try he has a moment where he could be a hero, but then he turns into a villain again. He tries to stop it. He tries to stop Packer. But the second Packer pushes back the slightest bit. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right, Packer. It was Kevin's fault. Kevin said it. Yeah, but then he kind of, like, reverts to going against Packer again. Because he's like, no, I think Phyllis is beautiful. And, like, legitimately starts sexually harassing her. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, no, I'm going to kiss you. Yeah, and, like, Phyllis is... She seems ha- okay with it for this first part and then it mm-hmm. got went way too far again and that's yeah. another moment I like there's two moments Michael had there where he could have been a hero and then quickly ruined it and became a villain yeah yeah for sure yeah but yeah and that's just that. kind of the that's the Michael Scott MO just here just a nice softball of like just knock it out of the park be a good person for once yeah and he doesn't even swing yeah and then complains when it's a strike yeah <laughs> i could hear him do that too uh bradley yes evan uh what what's that thing we do at the end of every episode um allow me to educate you uh please do <laughs> we have three lists count them three the first list is uh is it necessary to watch this episode so mandatory viewing yes or no it's an on off switch it's a binary code there list number two is general quality how much did we like this episode compared to all the other episodes that we watched um we got a lot of spaces now we're gonna have to do some figuring out there and it's the, true the third and final list is our namesake is how much social anxieties in this episode how much did michael make us want to die how much did we cringe how much did our bodies convulse into terrible little balls because of the actions of these characters let's start with the first list okay like we always do sure mandatory viewing mandatory viewing what do you think i'm gonna refer to you on this one because i said i said it first last time did you did you yep 
Okay. Um, I'm I'm honestly not sure. I, it doesn't really further anything overarching plot-wise, but I think it's a, a very, like, packed episode with stuff. Mm-hmm. I think if your thoughts are that, then it's a no. I think it's a no. And you're yeah. not saying it's a yes, so I think that's automatic. I'm not saying no. it's a... I'm not saying it's a yes at all. Yeah. Like, I'm... What plots are actually developed? The only new thing is that... Yeah, this is... I don't know. I watched this episode very smoothly. Like butter. Yeah, like butter. Um, the only new thing here is that Packer appears, and he's introduced, but he's not even that big of a character. And yeah. you see him again, and then you get the gist of him, right? Yeah, I feel like he doesn't need introduction. I feel like he just shows up, and you're like, oh, God, no matter what. It's nothing really with Jan or anything. There's nothing really with... Oh, well, I guess no. Pam and Jim are nice, but... Eh. Even that, like, they don't even interact that much. No, and it's, like, their one moment. It's not even a real moment, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's mandatory. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning on the firm no thank you. Sweetie swaggity. Listen, number two. Let's get List complicated. Numero dos. Can we get a review? Uh, we sure can. Quality ranking. Our current ranking is top is diversity day second is pilot third is the alliance fourth is healthcare fifth is basketball sixth is the dundies and final bottom seed is hot girl mm-hmm. um, where does it belong? i don't know where this one goes neither do i easiest to compare it to is the dundies because that's our most recent frame of reference. Is it better or worse than the Dundies? I think it's worse. Okay. I enjoyed the Dundies more than I enjoyed this episode. I agree. So where's the Dundies again? Dundies is second last. Second last. So the only thing it's above is Hot Girl. Did you enjoy sexual harassment more than Hot Girl? Which is probably the worst thing I've ever said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is better than Hot Girl, for sure. I could confidently yeah. say that it's le- worse than the Dundies and better than Hot Girl. Yeah. Yeah. No no arguments there. Yeah, I that's, think that's, an, that's an easy choice, because Hot Girl is like, oh, all right. At least with the Packer stuff, it makes you cringe. It makes you want to die. With the Toby yeah. stuff, it makes you laugh. Like, And the gym stuff is all nice and cute. It has all the good elements of yeah. the office episode. It just didn't hit me in the right way. You know? Yeah, it, has, it, it gets a reaction from you. It's just not like the biggest reaction you're getting from the office yeah exactly whereas the whereas hot girl just kind of doesn't get a whole lot of reaction yeah or is a super weird season finale right yeah um yeah this hits all the office beats but other episodes do it better all right so sexual harassment is ranked number seven currently out of eight third and final list third and final but not the least. No. Our, Last but not least. Our namesake. Our literal namesake. Cringe factor. Social anxiety. Cringe factor. Do you need a recap? Yes, always. I always need a recap. All right. Top. Number one. We start with. Most social anxiety inducing is basketball. Then diversity day. Then pilot. Then Dundies. Then the Alliance. Then we're talking about healthcare, and finally on the bottom 
It's Hot Girl again. Mm-hmm. I have an idea of where this is for me, but I want to hear what you're saying. I'm thinking it's Below Diversity Day, Above Pilot. Below Diversity Day, Above Pilot. How come? In the number three seed. I, it oh. definitely doesn't hit as hard as Diversity Day. Mm-hmm. Diversity Day is a doozy and a half. Yeah, it's definitely not as hard as the slap that Kelly gives Michael. But but I think sexual harassment is a doozy. With Packer making me want to leave this <laughs> mortal plane. Yeah. With Michael being super weird and anti-sexual harassment conduct training or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you just... Yeah. Like, with Michael going down to the warehouse guys and like immediately turning tail and running away yeah, when getting bullied again when oh, they true. when they razzes beans or whatever mm-hmm. uh razzes beans i don't think is a phrase that has ever been used by anyone i like it <laughs> the a phrase that we do use is the oo boys and i think oh the oo boys you're opening my eyes to them and yeah there's quite a few even the roy acting like a good boy like that yeah. kind of hurt me in my in my heart spot. Yeah, and you're like, this is real life, and Roy's a real dick, and this is no good. Yeah, he's a manipulative douche. Yeah, and I don't want him to be with Pamela. Yeah, I want Jim to be with Pam. Um, the biggest ooh boys for me in this was definitely the Jim thing. Mm-hmm. Jim walks up, turns around, turns tail like Michael does when Roy shows up. Because but Jim just wants to be meets Pam's mom. He's so excited that. He can't do it because the boyfriend's here. Yeah. But you're totally right when you say all those other ones that I didn't realize. Like, now that you're saying them, like, oh, yeah, those are pretty bad. Everything with Packer. Even Michael's getting bullied in this, too. And my biggest ooh boy mm-hmm. of the series so far is when Michael's getting bullied by the um, in basketball when he's getting cornered by the bigger guys, by the yeah. warehouse people. He's getting roasted by them again today. And, yeah, uh, and in basketball it was physical intimidation, whereas in this it was more just like verbal, verbal harassment. And I guess asked for and it. And technically, they're talking about his genitals, which means that's still sexual harassment. True. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I was originally going to say that this goes under Dundies again, but. I think you're right. I think there's a... Like, even just Packer alone brings so many ooboys to this table. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... You're right. He makes me want to die. <laughs> like... Like, it's not even, like, in a good way sometimes. No. It's just kind of like, all right, I've had enough Packer. Leave me alone. Yeah, this show isn't called Packer Gives Me Social Anxiety. Like, we like the social anxiety Michael gives us. Like, mm-hmm. if I honestly met a, a man like Packer, I would legitimately just, like, run away from the world. Like, I'd lift off and go to space for, like, a long time. For at least 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's two episodes at the office. Yeah, and then I'd come back down and I wouldn't talk to him again. No. you come down on a different place on the Earth. But he's a traveling salesman, so he's going to find you. Yeah. <laughs> if he can drive. Um, if he can drive. Yeah, he's just addicted to everyone, too. Um, I could put this in number three. I could confidently put this in number three. Awesome. Cool. Well, since it was my idea, I'm not going to 
dispute that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well. Well, that's our that's our list. Yeah. Is this mandatory viewing? Uh, no, sir. Uh, what's the quality? It's uh, ranked number seven out of eight mm-hmm. currently, and on the cringe scale, it's ranked three out of eight. That sounds good to me. That feels right. It does. You know, it doesn't feel right. Sexual harassment. Don't do it. True. Ever. Okay, Evan. So we just recorded another episode of this lovely podcast. But if they want a little more juice from us, where can they? Uh, where can they get that? Twitter. We are at MSG MSA underscore Pod. Yep. Or <laughs> if you prefer to follow the network account. Thunderdog. That is either Twitter or Instagram at Thunderdog Radio. No punctuation in there at all. Nope. And that's it. That's all of our things for social media. And you can find us on where you're, what you like to buy podcasts. Just find us. Yeah. We're there. We're everywhere. We're unanimous. Yep. Ubiquitous. Sure. But <laughs> bless you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Cool. Rate and review on iTunes. It makes us happy. Sure does. Um, check out every other Thunderdog show. There might be episodes of it at some point. There'll be other episodes of them. <laughs> there will be. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast.